Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And someone who was in that room when that virtual address took place is our next guest. He is New York gubernatorial candidate for the GOP and also New York Congressman Lee Zeldin. Congressman Zeldin, great to have you here on the show with us. Always great to be with you, Rita. You know, I can't imagine what that was like, Congressman, to be there in the room um, with all these other members of Congress and listen to what I think was a historic address and a historic plea. Um, What was your reaction to President Zelensky today? Well, first off, right out of the gate, uh, you could just tell from his emotion at the initial greeting that uh, you know he is in the middle of fighting for his life, for his nation's life, uh, all Ukrainians on the ground fighting for freedom uh, as part of what was an illegal, illegitimate invasion by Vladimir Putin. And you know, this isn't uh, day one or day two or day three, but they have been fighting here for a while. It's amazing the Ukrainian flag uh, is still flying in Kiev and other parts of Ukraine. But that emotion uh, was palpable right out of the gate. Uh, as far as the asks, they were candid. Uh, obviously, as the president of Ukraine, he's asking for the maximum amount of help possible. I, I understand that. Uh, We as members of Congress, uh, we as a nation here in the United States, uh, and for other nations like us uh, elsewhere, we all uh, analyze what our role is, what it can be, what more can be done, uh, with the ultimate goal of de-escalating. And I think that uh, that the ultimate goal here isn't to escalate this into – Uh, a larger conflict, um, but for Ukraine to be able to protect and defend its territorial sovereignty, to be able to continue to live free and for the Russian flag uh, to not be flown inside of those borders. Uh, There's there's more that can be done. Yeah, and I have a lot of questions for you, Congressman Zeldin. First off, I guess in the room, um, was it very emotional? Were there uh, just as many Republicans as Democrats? Were there anything unusual in the room or people that maybe didn't come? No, it was a packed house. Uh, there, uh, I, I've been inside the, that, that CVC auditorium, the Capitol Visitor Center auditorium, when uh, we have almost everyone in the House of Representatives there. This was an added uh, dynamic with, uh, with with members of the Senate joining us too. So it was a a very packed house. Um, you know, 
you know, fortunately, uh, the, the audio technology was all working. Unique challenges when you're going into what, uh, sadly, you would refer to as a combat zone. Uh, so fortunately, the, the connectivity was there for him to deliver his remarks, uh, choosing to do it through a translator, choosing to use video, uh, a very compelling visual message that uh, that they chose to share. Uh, clearly, they weren't just talking to members of Congress. President Zelensky was communicating to the American people. He was communicating to uh, the world. And uh, inside, uh, I would say it was a uh, it was a, uh, a a mix of emotion, um, it, but I, I would say that uh, largely there's strong uh, bipartisan connectivity connection because what you have here is one person who's anti-freedom uh, engaging in war crimes uh, and a blatant illegal act uh, and, an, and an adversary of the United States. And on the other side, you have a people where uh, young and old, uh, including a president, after we all witnessed Ghani flee from, flee from Afghanistan, here you have a president's day. And we've, you know, as far as the information operations, the information war, uh, the in information instrument of national power Ukraine is doing a great job getting those videos, those pictures, uh, to us and everyone else, everywhere else around the world. Uh, you know, the, the young kid, the senior, uh, the person who chooses to detonate a bomb to stop in advance of Russian tanks. Uh, th there's just been so much courage and heroism. Uh, so the, the, the emotion was there before President Zelensky says first word. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Is there any doubt in your mind that Putin is a war criminal? Um, you know, I think about you've done so much, Congressman Zeldin, obviously, and also in the military as well, too, in your background with the U.S. Army. You were in Iraq, um, 82nd Airborne. Um, is there any doubt in your mind? It seemed like it took a while for President Biden to realize this guy's a war criminal, especially even with this latest attack that it was clearly marked children are in this building in a theater, and yet the Russian troops leveled it. Correct. Yeah, no no doubt in my mind whatsoever he has been violating the international rule of law, the law of war, Geneva Conventions, uh, whatever uh, you would point to as to what makes a war crime, what, whatever a document, uh, whatever... Uh, parties have signed on to as to uh, what's appropriate. Uh, you know, the most basic concept of that would be an analysis of what makes a protected site, a hospital, a school, uh, somebody trying to um, practice their religion, whether it's uh, inside of a, a church, a temple, a synagogue. These are protected places uh, under the international law of war, and you're seeing Vladimir Putin target what are protected places. Now, a protected place can lose its protection if it's no longer operating as a hospital, and all of a sudden, under the guise of a hospital, you're conducting military exercises out of it, but that's not what we're talking about here. So you know, those are – that's part of the analysis. And then there's there's also the analysis with regards to – uh, proportionality when choosing uh, to use 
certain weapon systems uh, on you know, are, are you going after a legitimate target uh, that you've positively ID'd and it's not causing unnecessary collateral damage to innocent non-combatants uh, around that target. And you're seeing that imagery all throughout the entire country of you know, apartment buildings being leveled where there's no uh, you know, military operation being operated out of some of these sites where it's just people taking shelter. So if, if we had to come up with, you know, as Rita and Lee had to, uh, you know, write down a list of, of charges. And, and, um, and uh, Congressman, can I ask you a favor, actually, just because we have a hard break coming up. Would you stay with us? And, and I want to talk more with you about this right after the break. Can you stay with us? Of course. Fantastic. Congressman Lee Zeldin coming up more after the break, talking about what we should do now. We continue now with New York Congressman Lee Zeldin. He is also, of course, GOP gubernatorial candidate, again, for the New York governor's office. Um, Congressman Zeldin, um, right before the break, we were talking about what Ukraine needs. Um, You're also a, a military guy. What do you think they should get now to really be able to put Russia in its place? So the, the good news is that they, they have been receiving more and more each day uh, all across the entire spectrum of different kinds of tools, resources that they need for their own self-defense, uh, and that is going to continue to get ramped up. I, I would say, though, that a lot of what they're getting now, they really need it earlier. Uh, and this is on – and we were talking earlier about the information instrument of national power uh, – with regards to the military instrument of national power and also economic, uh, the sanctions that were being threatened uh, before Putin decided to get in obviously weren't a deterrent because Putin decided uh, to go in anyway. Uh, and then when he goes in, there's been a steady increase in the amount of uh, sanctions, more with teeth. Uh, that's good. They're starting to hit Putin closer to home as far as economic pressure inside of Russia. Uh, they're experiencing more pressure politically within the military chain of command. And also the Russian economy wasn't doing that great before this hit. Uh, this has only made it worse. So there's domestic pressures that are created there. Um, as far as um, you know, this debate over a, a no-fly zone, uh, I have a concern with regards to those who are leading our own country right now. You know, President Biden, he green-lighted that minor incursion. Uh, you know, then they tried to clean it up the next day, but a lot of damage was already done in Russia. Uh, if, if you have a decision made where the United States of America is going to be enforcing and shooting down uh, Russian aircraft uh, over the skies of Ukraine, I am concerned that that right now the president of the United States, the commander in chief, is not equipped to deal with those consequences of what that means, because you you are essentially opening up a big door that looks like World War Three, and then who knows where it goes from there. And let me ask so, you, Congressman, are you concerned because it's President Biden, or are you concerned no matter what U.S. president was in the helm? Well, if, you know, if President Trump was in the seat, I don't think Putin would have went into Ukraine at all. Uh, and and oftentimes when the military option is on the table, it's on the table not because you want to use it, but because you don't want to use it. You know, if you have if you say that there's going to be a no fly zone that you're going to enforce and it's the right leader, 
you know, and you're strong and consistent and effective uh, in a way where your adversary realizes that it's it's far against their best interest to challenge that, then you could put a no-fly zone in place, and you never have to actually enforce it. And there's just respect. Uh, there's respect of sovereignty, of neighbors, of the United States. So for me, honestly, it's, just, it's an issue with regards to President Biden, and it's an issue uh, with, with regards to Vice President Harris, who's being sent overseas and giving these speeches and uh, and, and not doing a good job. I, I, I might be a different party, and I didn't vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. However, I'm an American. I'm a proud American, and I want them to be successful. Absolutely. I'm also, I'm also in my 19th year in the United States Army, and my heart is is there uh, far more than serving in an elected office. My life has been more in the military, and, and I just am very sensitive to decisions made where you're going to end up putting our service members in a harm's way where they are not being set up to win. They're being set up to fail, and I, and I uh, am concerned that right now we have leadership at the highest levels of our own government that could potentially end up putting American lives in harm's way without a plan to win. What about at MIGs? What about supplying MIGs yeah, to I, them? I, I could I could see that we're going to uh, that 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 I believe that that's something that's going to get transferred. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, this doesn't have to go through the United States. The United States doesn't even have to be involved in that process. But you know, hell, you know, heck, here we are, um, and we're having this conversation. But the asset uh, is something that I do believe is going to get transferred to Ukraine, and it's going to be helpful. And is that going to come through U.S., or do you think some other country is just going to do it and say, listen, they need it, to heck with uh, Biden? Uh, I, I don't believe it has to come through the United States. Uh, but, but as far as a decision made of, you know, the how, the where, the when, uh, I have not, as, as a member of Congress, I haven't uh, been told of a decision that's been made there um, but I, I don't believe that this is something that needs to go through the United States to accomplish the same exact goal. Yeah, I agree. Although it seems like um, Poland and, for for example, Congressman Zeldin wanted it to kind of go through at least some of uh, some of the way through U.S. So they were sort of bearing part of the responsibility, if you will, not just one country bearing the brunt. So it's an interesting dynamic. But I agree with you. I think get them the MIGs. I think they shouldn't have telegraphed it. I've said just put it on a you know on a couple uh, you know. Uh, trucks, uh, even if it's in pieces, it should have come in months ago. Um, Before I let you go, I got to talk with you um, because we're talking about leadership and you brought up, of course, President Biden. Um, You are also not only a congressman, uh, a military guy, um, you are also running, of course, in the New York governor's race. And you got some great new polls recently. I want to have you share that because you really feel it's important to lead New York State. I announced almost a year ago for governor of the state of New York, uh, we have received tremendous amount of support during this campaign, tens of thousands of donations, thousands of volunteers. We have 62 counties in New York. In the first six months, I had campaigned in all 62 counties at least twice. We've been working hard, all in. Issues are on our side. Everything is going well in this race. Uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, we saw uh, in a new story that uh, the New York Post first broke uh, we have taken a one-and-a-half-point lead over Kathy Hochul. We wow. uh, came in with that poll at 45.5%. Kathy Hochul was at 44%. And uh, I believe, first off, the election was held today. We're going to win. 
And if you know, the, we still have to go through what is just over seven months between now uh, and the election day, November 8th, where so much is on the line for our country and for our state. Uh, but I've seen that every single day it's actually only gotten better. And now today the news is that uh, Andrew Cuomo is seriously thinking about running as an independent on a third-party line, which means that we're not just going to win the race, but our margin would only increase if he chooses to do that because he'll pull more support from uh, from Kathy Hochul than he would from us, obviously. And then we also uh, saw a story that the New York Post also broke earlier today uh, we have now built up uh, a 31-point lead in a potential Republican Party primary. I, I've been endorsed now by the conservative party, so I'll be on the conservative party ballot November 8th. Uh, I've been endorsed by the Republican party, so automatically on a uh, on the Republican party ballot. Uh, however, right now in the month of March, if a Republican wants to collect signatures to run a primary against us, they can do that and have to submit it at the beginning of April. So we'll see if anyone files. But uh, in a, a hypothetical primary, the polling uh, tested us against some of the people who are out collecting signatures. And uh, we came in with a now wide open 31 point lead, uh, which I think in, in large part is due to uh, many factors. But we've now been on uh, doing statewide TV and radio since the beginning of February, and the message is really starting to to take hold. People are starting to pay attention. They're signing up to get it, get involved. Everything is clicking right now. Uh, so on all fronts, we're just feeling really good. We're not going to look back, pedal to the metal, all in, taking nothing for granted. We're in this race to win. And as our current TV ad uh, right now uh, focuses on, and it mentions right at the end of that 30-second spot, losing is not an option. We well. I am very, very excited for you, and we're so thankful, obviously, for your service, not just there as you are in Congress and running for governor, but also in the U.S. military. It's so awesome. And uh, Congressman Zeldin, you got to come back on again soon, please, anytime. Uh, you got it, of course. Uh, have a great night, and uh, thank you for having me. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.